Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, rich auntie, and woman on a mission to inspire women entrepreneurs to live out their purpose and deliver impact. In this episode, I want to talk about growth and growing pains. So grab your tea and let's talk. Hey, welcome back to the pod. To all new listeners, I want to welcome you to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast, a show designed for women entrepreneurs who recognize that they're more than just their business. They're moms, sisters, friends, Black, white, Asian, Latinas, all focused on bringing their full selves into everything they do. They want to see transformation, not just in their lives, but in the lives of communities that surround them. So on this show, I talk about business topics, but I weave in self-care, current events, because we're layered humans, complex, not just business owners. In this episode, I want to talk about growing pains and not the 1980s show, although it was a good show to watch. I enjoyed it. I'm probably slightly aging myself for some of my listeners. (laughs) So Google it. I'm sure you can find clips on YouTube. (laughs) Anyway, this show is not about that. It's about the pains we face as we grow our business and even in life. Growth can be uncomfortable. When I think about growth in our bodies, it is sometimes accompanied by pain, tingly sensations, exhaustion, all types of other things. Growth in our lives is often preceded by uncomfortable events that happen. Sometimes it's trauma, loss, grief. Growth in business is often frantic, chaotic, fast-moving, fast-paced, and sometimes result in long hours and exhaustion and the push to just get through it. Let's face it, we all want growth in our business, right? But we're sometimes not prepared for the growth that comes with it. I think about last summer, Uh, summer 2020, with the movement coalescing around the George Floyd case. There was an increased focus on uplifting Black people and the Black community, right? I'm sure you all remember that. Just journey on back to summer 2020. One way people were choosing to do that was frequenting and shopping Black-owned businesses. There was a lot of Shop Black um, on Instagram, on Twitter, just a huge movement starting to build up around that around June or so, especially with um, Juneteenth also coming into play. You were really seeing people deciding, yes, I am going to start shopping Black. And not just Black people, but all people were shopping Black. They were shopping Black-owned businesses. And I love that, right? It resulted in many um, businesses uh, multiplying their sales and revenue and really growing, right? Unfortunately, a lot of those brands 
really weren't positioned for the growth that were they were hit with almost overnight. And literally it was basically overnight growth. There were local restaurants who had a lot more patrons coming in um, than what they were used to or what they staffed for because also, hello, COVID was happening at the same time. So they were already facing shortages and limitations due to COVID protocols, not to mention their supply chain was disrupted due to COVID. So not being adequately staffed and having your supply chain ready to handle your extra orders during a pandemic on top of a focus to support Black businesses, it resulted in some business owners struggling to adjust. That may have resulted in, of course, some bad reviews for poor service from restaurant patrons because their expectations weren't able to be met. That doesn't mean that the business was run terribly. It meant that the business didn't anticipate the growth that was heading their way and was unable to pivot fast enough to handle it from a people and product perspective. We also saw this in CPG, consumer packaged goods. We're talking t-shirts, swag brands, candle companies, toy makers, all of those actual tangible products that you can buy. They were already, um, quite a few of them were in the building stages of their business. They had a business in place um, maybe for a year or more, and they were used to the level of business that they were historically receiving and even the incremental growth that they knew that they were already having and seeing is all they expected. They were not prepared for the growth hit that hit them in summer 2020. Now, I want to note that I'm not sharing names of specific brands for a reason. I want to share information more anecdotally, but this is based on information I have seen from some of these brands and their founders that they've posted on social media as they were dealing with the large number of orders that were hitting them. They were being inundated with orders and then people complaining that the orders haven't yet arrived and they literally experienced overnight growing pains. So what are those growing pains that you can experience when your business grows overnight? Let's talk about it from the standpoint of a fictitious candle company. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a case study here. Be Alive Candles, fake name, (laughs) unless somebody has that business, then I'm not talking about your company, (laughs) has been in business for two years. The founder, Joan, has been running the business basically out of her kitchen. She has a website, an Etsy shop, and she shares her candles on Instagram to really gin up um, interest. She uses Instagram as her marketing arm. She makes her candles out of her kitchen. Uh, She has a great supplier that supplies her about 500 pounds of wax and another one that supplies her glassware that she uses for her jars to put the candles in. She also has a decent company that supplies her wicks and labels, as well as her actual packaging that she puts them in before she puts them inside of a shipper. All of her suppliers are for small businesses, and they all do small quantity batches, which helps her keep costs down and inventory low. Okay, you following me? Joan has a black owned shop 
and was featured in a major publication for candles. In mid-June of 2020, she saw an influx of orders out of nowhere. Her number of orders increased by 500% overnight. She realized she didn't have any limits set up in her site. So people were able to just place orders for products she wasn't ready to make or had on hand. She didn't even have the supply chain to support the influx of orders that she was receiving. She shifted as quickly as she could. She marked everything on her site as sold out and began filling the orders she could and following up her customers that were going to be delayed to let them know that they were on her list for fulfillment and even having to cancel some orders if she did not have anything in to be able to produce or because her suppliers could not supply her. Some of the customers understood. Others posted negatively about her on social media and talked about, this is why I don't shop Black businesses. Familiar to my Black business owners? Because I'm sure it is. We hear that one quite a bit. (laughs) What Joan experienced was growing pains times 10. We usually don't see brands have overnight growth, but it can happen as we saw in 2020. Now, so because that's not a common occurrence, you don't always have that type of thing happen. That's perfectly fine. But you do have brands that do become overnight successes. And they were doing fine for about three years, having incremental growth, which is what we all kind of like because it's a little bit more comfortable. And I think to me, it's more predictable and it helps you really build the proper way. But when you have those moments where it's like, wow, everybody wants my stuff now. How do you deal with it? So how do you prepare for something you can't foresee? I'm going to go through some recommendations that I have for small businesses for how to deal with growing pains, okay? So it's going to be five things we're going to talk about, and I want you to just take it all in um, first and then maybe come back, re-listen to the show and jot down some notes and some thoughts and break out your journal uh, and begin to figure out how you can handle growing pains as it begins to hit your business. Number one, stay abreast of what is happening in the marketplace. A lot of people don't do this for some reason. They kind of get lost in the sauce of just running the business because that's enough work that they don't pay attention to every single thing that's going on in the marketplace. And it's the major things that you want to pay attention to because those are the drivers of growth. There are some events that happen throughout the year that may impact your sales in your business. So forecasting and preparing for that as a possible time of growth is important. I say that for instance, for Black businesses, you may have more businesses support you doing Black History Month, or you may have more people support you during around the time of Juneteenth. Uh, Same with Hispanic businesses around Hispanic Heritage Month, um, Asian Heritage Month. You may see that for the Asian businesses. People really are starting to adhere to this calendar um, of what we should be honoring month to month, who we should be uh, learning more about and trying to help us become uh, more cultured and also more inclusive 
when it comes to recognizing the diversity we have in our nation, right? So there are a lot of people starting to pay attention to that, you know, Disability Awareness Month. People start shopping more brands owned by people who are, uh, who fall under that category. So you want to know that those things could have an impact on your business. That's just one of the things that can have an impact on your business and send more people to start to shop with you. Even if it's seasonal growth, which is basically akin to what we saw in 2020, you still want to be prepared for that. If you follow what happened after that influx of growth for Black businesses the summer of 2020, you know that about three months later, things went right back down and right back to normal. So that influx wasn't true growth, right? It wasn't sustained growth, but it was really seasonal for those brands. Either way, do your best to get ahead of the trends of what may be coming. Number two, this next one's really for my CPG brand. Make sure you have backup suppliers or suppliers who can manage your growth. Oftentimes, when you start your business, you work with suppliers that can meet your right now needs. And that's not a terrible thing. That's exactly what you should be doing. It's smart and it's cost effective. But you want to know who else you can have waiting in the wings for when that brand growth begins to happen. You want to work early on to start qualifying other suppliers. So when you're ready to pull them in, you're not losing time qualifying them and going through all the lead work it takes to get new suppliers. There's lots of paperwork you have to do. There's forecasting. There's getting information over to them. There's contract and legal work. There's qualifying to make sure that they are meeting the requirements and specifications you have for your brand or what regulatory agencies require. There's just so much you have to think about when you're bringing on new suppliers, knowing what their lead time is and all that type of stuff. It's important to have an an idea of what that looks like, right? And to already have that set up and in place, those backup suppliers kind of hanging out in your back pocket for when you may need to run with them instead of just your small time supplier that you normally use. Number three, don't do it alone. So many founders are solopreneurs, okay? We do it all. And that works fine if we want to stay at a certain level and want a ceiling on our growth. However, I know most of you aren't that. So I want to tell you to start hiring early and continue to build your team as your business continues to grow. Don't think you have to go it alone. Joan can hire a few people to join her team to help her with her candle company. She can get an assistant to handle emails and inquiries, an ops person to help her systematize her business to make it run smoother, someone to handle supply chain to make sure she has what she needs when she needs it on hand. She can probably start working with the contract manufacturer to start manufacturing small batches for her. So she can hire and she can contract out what she needs. Do all these people need to be full-time? No, but they should be on your team. So think about hiring early instead of later. And I cannot stress enough, by all means, at least get a personal assistant or a virtual assistant to start taking those small things off your plate. Why? It opens up more time for you to do the things you need to do 
It helps you be able to be more um, strategic about your work, more creative, because you're not doing a lot of those mundane tasks. You've put those on someone else's place to take care of you. It helps teach you how to manage people, how to delegate. It's so layered in what hiring just one person can do for you. It's such an important thing to do. And I recommend doing it early on in your business. Um, When a lot of founders are interviewed and one of the questions are asked, what do you think, what do you wish you had known earlier when you started your business? One of the first things they say is to hire early. I wish I would have hired, started hiring a little bit sooner than I thought I was ready for because I know I would have been much further if I had. So just a bit of advice there. Number four, hiring leads me to um, processes and systematization. So this is a crucial part of preparing for and dealing with growth. Businesses that grow but uh, but never implement systems and simplified processes are businesses that will struggle, struggle in delivering a good customer experience. It's a business that will have increased turnover It's a business that will be in in an eternal state of growing pains. And you don't deserve that. Neither does your business, your customers, or your team members. So please, by all means, take the time in the early stages and start identifying your processes. Build out your systems and keep updating it as you continue to grow to make things easier. If you need help in that area, you can hit me up. Okay, so that's what we do at the Devane Collective. That's my thing. (laughs) And I'm always willing to help out um, founders because I am invested in making sure your businesses are as successful as possible. Number five, take time away. Yes, take time away from the business. Once you get your head back above water, you want to make sure you're building in time for yourself and your team, okay, to breathe, relax, recharge. I had saw recently on Twitter, the CEO, uh, I think his name's Stephen Ewan, um, the CEO of Zoom had posted on Twitter that because of the amount of work that Zoom has been doing these past 18 months with the pandemic and really being uh, one of the main service providers for video conferencing um, for brands and everybody, basically, he said, we're taking a break. You know, the busy, the whole entire company is off, going to be off on these days. So don't expect to hear from us, right? Because we're going to be out. We're all taking a much needed break. And it's above their normal vacation time and anything like that. It's just, hey, we need a recharge day and we're going to take it. And I want to make sure that my employees are taken care of. That's what you want to do for your brand. You want to do stuff like that. And you want to do it for yourself because it's so important to have that time with yourself and just away from the business. Growth is painful and it's draining. It's not just draining for the business, but for all of those in the business, right? Because we're humans. Don't forget that. So make sure everyone is taking vacation, including you. Have those company-wide shutdown days if you need to. Uh, Make sure that you all have self-care days, that you're supporting people with mental health and yourself 
are everyone's focused on your own health, your own mental health, and we all focus on the mental health of others. Otherwise, you'll see the growing pains of your business begin to affect you and your team in your day-to-day lives, and it's going to actually end up affecting the brand, and we can't have any of that for any of you. No, ma'am. So please take a break and be unapologetic about it. So those are my five things of how to deal and deal with growing pains and prepare for it so that you aren't completely chaotic (laughs) and running wild like a chicken with your head cut off when it hits. So no matter if you're experiencing a temporary or seasonal growth or sustained growth, you should always keep in the back of your mind that it doesn't hurt to prepare your business for it. Again, that doesn't mean jumping and taking action right now. No, it just means having things staged and ready for it if it happens. It means having a plan in place uh, and what you will do to deal with it. It's like having a contingency plan, right? But not for if things go horribly wrong or if there are shutdowns, but instead a plan on what to do if things go extremely well and you're seeing an influx of customers. So let's plan for it so we can mitigate the growing pains a little bit. We'll still experience growing pains, but it would be a little bit more manageable. And that's what's important. If you're already in that place, you already are experiencing growing pains. I ask that you take that same advice, but I want you to start implementing instead of just planning. You plan and implement, okay? So go ahead, hire, go ahead, identify those and implement your systems and processes, get things documented, have those suppliers qualified and the paperwork complete to onboard them. Take things day by day. Don't think you have to do it all today. I don't want you to be overwhelmed because again, growth is painful enough. I want you to develop the action plan and implement what you will need to do and when you need to do it, then work from that. You can't do it all at once. So bite off what you can and focus that way. You'll see it'll be a bit easier to get through those inevitable growing pains, making the discomfort again more manageable. So thanks for listening to this show. I hope those few nuggets are helpful for those who are experiencing growth in your business. Uh, which, by the way, congratulations, because that's amazing. We love to hear it. Also, I hope it was helpful for those who want to prepare for any growth that may be down the road. Again, don't jump into action and implementation. Just planning is all you need to do. If you have questions or you want to chat about it, feel free to reach out to me at the Dick Bain Collective and all of our contact information and how to find us is listed in the show notes. We are here for you. We can do a discovery call. We can probably help you out because we do have our optimized coaching and our optimized consulting packages that are focused on helping founders and their small teams build out systems and processes for their business. We want to help you on your growth journey. We want to help you get time back so that you can have the life that's more fulfilling that you want to have. We want to help you take down that turnover so it's not as bad. Uh, We want to make things a lot run a lot smoother for you in your business. That's what we want for you. So please, by all means, reach out to us, connect with us, set up a discovery call. Let's see what we can do for you if we're the folks for you. If you need to listen again to the show, I recommended it early on. I'm going to recommend it again. Listen to this one again, jot down notes, share them with others who you know are experiencing growing pains to continue to spread the message, figure out what you need to work on and start to create that action plan. 
If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena Hunt, your host on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Or you can check out our website, thedevainecollective.com. Or you can check out my personal site, SheenaHunt.com for more about me. Like the show, rate, subscribe, and share with family and friends. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. I always look forward to hearing from you. So please stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember that the best life is beautifully complicated.